Hey there, my friend, it's Dr. A, and welcome back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project Podcast. Today, we're taking some more Q&As from our amazing fit mothers, and we're going to do Q&As today that are focused around exercise and workouts. As a little forecast of what we're going to cover today, we're going to cover questions like, how long after being sick should I wait to work out? What is the best zone in terms of my heart rate to train in to unlock peak performance? We're going to talk about how to maximize fat burning from exercise, how to know when to push your body and when to actually rest and recover, how to incorporate our Fit Mother yoga workouts into the Fit Mother program, and now that it's getting colder seasonally, what are some other ideas on some indoor workouts? We have a lot of great stuff in today's episode, and let's get into our first question. How long after being sick should I wait to work out? And this is a great question, and I think I want to really speak on the immune system in general. So when the immune system is kind of like taxed and it's, it's mounting an immune defense against being sick, you do not want to do really hard training because really hard training is a stress on the body and it actually raises cortisol levels. And cortisol is our stress hormone and cortisol's job is to respond to short-term stress and it actually squashes your immune response. So what I find is a lot of ladies really get stressed out when they're sick and then they feel like guilty because they're not working out and then they try to do a hard workout and then it just prolongs their sickness. So I say if you're still feeling sick, then the exercise to do is walking outside or light cardio, but avoid doing heavy MRT workouts and certainly avoid doing things that are really, really intense until you feel good. And how do you define feeling good? It's that you have no achiness, you're basically no longer achy. Your energy levels are back to pretty much normal. You can breathe through your nose and you're sleeping well. If your body is still detoxifying in the sense that you have a ton of mucus production, you're feeling groggy, and your body's basically saying, I want to recover, then it makes no sense to go push it and really focus on hard workouts. What you should focus on when you're sick is increasing your sleep, your hydration, and really quality nutrition. Because look, maybe you're going to miss some workouts for like a week or so, but you can certainly still walk. You can certainly still eat really well. And I think you're going to find if you're sick and you're still focusing on good nutrition, it's not like you're going to blow up your progress. You're just honestly honoring your body by allowing it to go through its natural healing process. And a couple of things about sickness is I recommend throughout this winter season that you increase your intake of vitamin D3 to 3,000 to 5,000 IUs per day, and that whenever you get blood work from your doctor that you actually get your serum vitamin D3 levels checked, and you want your vitamin D3 levels to be at least 40, but maybe even up to um, 80 uh, nanograms per milliliter. That's gonna be the ideal amount of vitamin D to keep you very healthy, and a lot of ladies are deficient and we're not getting enough sun in the wintertime. And then also work on protecting your melatonin, um, because melatonin is really important for your immune system, and we naturally produce melatonin when the sun goes down. So too many bright lights at night and certainly too many screens and phones and TVs can decrease melatonin and make it more likely you're going to get sick. And if you ever are sick, you can actually take melatonin during the week that you are sick and it'll help you feel better a lot faster. So that's some suggestions. Next question is, what's the best zone of training in terms of my heart rate to unlock our peak performance? So Peak performance is an interesting concept. That's like, you know, your body's maximum potential at your age to have a high heart rate and high cardiovascular output and be able to sustain that for long periods of time. Well, for peak performance, there's a couple zones you want to tap into. And I want to give you a very uh, quick primer on the five zones of cardiovascular training. Zone one is basically like you're walking. It's like 40 to 50% of your total heart capacity. It's like you and I are just going on a very easy walk. Zone two is when you're going on a brisk walk. That's like light activity. Now we're increasing it, we're swinging our arms, and we're going. Zone three is around 60 to 75% of your capacity. That's now where we're like jogging. 
Zone four is where we're running. And zone five is where we're like sprinting, like all out effort. And we want to do a combination of, I'd say, like zone two and zone five activity for peak performance. So zone two, zone three is like you're doing a brisk walk. And I think that's a really good thing just to do as a daily baseline. That's why in the FitMother program, we say walk for 30 minutes a day because it's that zone two, zone three work. That's gentle cardiovascular activity. It's not stressing you. It's not raising cortisol, but it's good for getting your heart pumping. But for peak performance, we want to tap into zone five. And so this means high intensity interval training is one of the best ways you can do to tap into zone five. But it's not like we can do zone five all out sprinting constantly, right? The whole point is it's 100% capacity. So we have a shorter amount of time to do that. So that's why interval training is so good for peak performance because you go into zone five for a burst. It could be like a 15 second to one minute burst. And then you back off into around zone two to recover. Then you get back into a burst and then you back off into zone two to recover. And that's why all phases of our FitMother 30X program, we recommend high intensity interval training cardio. And if you do this kind of cardio, I'd say like you do a hit session one to two times per week, it's going to be really great for your performance. And also all of our FitMother MRT workouts like the Apex 10, the Belladonna, these are basically all tapping you into zone five and then backing you off. So it's a really good way to do these kinds of workouts. And you basically want to get your heart into a high heart rate and then lower it into a lower heart rate. And if you're really getting technical about peak performance, then you should probably be wearing something that helps you track your heart rate so you can see. Next question is, what is the best time to take advantage of the fat loss process? Well, there's two times where your body has maximized fat loss. There's one in the morning, because when you wake up, you have a lot of these natural hormones that rise that help you increase your fat burning in the morning. So that's a reason why exercising in the morning or taking a morning walk can be very good, as well as the low-carb breakfast. The low-carb breakfast can help maximize morning fat burning. And then the other time is in the evening. When your body's sleeping, it's a really powerful time when your body's burning a lot of fat and it's recovering. So this is a really good idea to actually have an earlier dinner. So let's say you finish eating dinner at like six o'clock and then you just fast for the rest of the night and you don't stimulate your blood sugar. So when you get into that fasted state, your body's gonna be burning a lot of fat. It's gonna increase growth hormone levels and you're gonna maximize your fat burning. So the morning and the evening are really good times for that. And the morning is a good time to exercise and then the evening is a good time not to junk it up by eating too much sugar at night. Hey, it's Dr. Ray. I want to quickly pause this episode to thank you so much for listening to this Fit Mother Project podcast. I am just blown away at how amazing this podcast has become, all the powerful stories, all the great expert interviews, and I am so grateful for you for tuning in and being here with everything we're creating here at the Fit Mother Project. And I just wanted to pause to acknowledge you and thank you again for listening. Please keep listening and tuning in to all the great stuff we're doing here at the FMP. Let's get back to today's episode. The next question is, how do you know when to push your body and when to rest? It's a really good question. I think it's something that we always need to be checking in with ourselves and really just being very aware of how our bodies are feeling. And there's a couple signs and particularly stuff you can notice in the morning that's going to give you an indication of how well rested or ready your nervous system is. First one is your morning heart rate. And I don't know if you track this or if you really need to, uh, but here's the deal. When your body's in a stress state and you have a lower amount of readiness, your heart rate is going to be higher in the morning. So let's say you normally have a heart rate that's 60. When your body's in a stress state and 
and you actually should be in a little more of a recovery mode, your heart rate may be around 10 to 15 beats per minute higher. This means that your nervous system is more into a sympathetic stress state and it could be a time for you to just do lighter exercise to focus on recovery and not do a really hard workout because a lot of ladies continue to push when they're in a really stressed state and you'll eventually it'll lead you into burnout and you'll fall off track for a longer period of time. So look at your morning heart rate. If you want to wear one of those trackable things like an aura ring, it actually gives you a readiness score. And that's a combination of your morning heart rate as well as something called your heart rate variability, your HRV, which is actually a, um, a, a measurement of how consistent your heartbeat rhythms are. And it turns out that you want a heart that's not exactly like a metronome. So it's not perfectly like don't, 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 don't. It's a little more like don't, 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 don't. Don't, so maybe I didn't do a good job of doing that, but if there's more variability in the heartbeats. It actually shows that your system's a little more in a parasympathetic state, not a sympathetic state. So some of these trackable rings and stuff like that can come up with a readiness score. You can track HRV. Um, you can also look at how achy your body feels. If your joints feel achy, if you feel stiff in the morning, it's a good indication that it's time to do some more restorative exercise, like going for a walk, doing some stretching, fit mother yoga workouts. And you can also work at your, do your, check out your last workout performance. If you just did a workout and you did worse than you did the time before, if you did a workout and it feels really hard where the last time it felt a lot easier, that's a good indication that your body is getting tapped into its recovery uh, reserves and it's a good time to back off. Because look, you back off and you rest for one additional day, you try to get a little extra sleep, you try to improve your hydration, you're going to be able to recover pretty quickly versus if you keep on pushing and digging into this hole, that hole can get really deep and it can honestly become like a big problem where you start to get fatigued on a deep level, and then it starts to affect your mindset. So it's always a good idea to focus on your recovery, and those are some things to look at. Another great question is, what is the best way to incorporate Fit Mother Yoga program into the FM30X program? Well, first off, I recommend that you prioritize the Fit Mother Project MRT workouts. Ideally, two times per week, but at minimum once. So this is like the Apex 10, the Belladonna, the Shredder, these types of workouts throughout the phases. Like slot those in and prioritize those first because those are gonna give you the most bang for your buck in terms of fitness improvements and improvements to your body composition. So ideally, two of those per week. Um, and then the strength workouts. We introduced those dedicated strength training workouts that are easier than MRTs, but good for muscle building. We introduced those in phase two through four of FM30X. So ideally, you're doing at least one of those strength workouts per week. So it could look like two MRTs and one strength workout. And I think the Fit Mother Yoga workouts can be substituted for any of those strength workouts. So let's say you're in phase four of FM30X and you do an Apex 10 on Monday and on Friday you have a shredder workout planned. On Wednesday, you could do Fit Mother Yoga or one of the strength workouts. So that would be a good way to think of Fit Mother Yoga as a strength workout and do not substitute Fit Mother Yoga for an MRT. Slot in those MRTs first. Now, the next question is, now that it's getting colder, what are some best best indoor workouts? Well, a couple of things that I just mentioned, like all of our Fit Mother workouts and our programs can be done indoors. Like any of our FM30X series workouts, definitely lean into more strength training during the winter months. That's going to be a great way to like build up your strength. Uh, you can get yourself an indoor cardio machine of some sort. Maybe you get yourself one of these exercise bikes. Uh, maybe you start doing some of those follow along Fit Mother yoga workouts are going to be really great. But what I want to mention, because it's like any of our Fit Mother workouts can be done indoors, is I want to mention the importance of getting like seasonal lights if you live 
live in a place that's very cold and you're not getting enough outdoor light, that's so important for your mood. Seasonal depression is a real thing because our eyes, when they're meant to be in contact with the sun, that actually produces the serotonin that makes us feel happy. And if we're not getting enough sunshine, it's dark and it's cold, this can really affect our mood. So one thing you can do is you can go on to online stores and look for the seasonal affective disorder, there's SAD lights, and they basically kick off a full spectrum white light that can improve your mood. And you want to be getting that light on your body in the indoor in in those in those morning hours during those indoor workouts. So let's say you're working out in the morning, you can get that seasonal light and put it on while you're working out, make sure that light blasts you in the face. Or if you're doing computer work, or you have a desk, you can get that light during the morning hours blasting your face for around 30 minutes to one hour. This will be so helpful for your mood. And you can pair that with your indoor workouts. And that's going to be one way to maintain a good circadian rhythm and exercise inside uh, while it's getting colder. So I hope you enjoyed these questions today. A lot of great stuff. Keep them coming. If you'd like your question featured in a future Fit Mother podcast, then send it to Amy. She'll get it to me and I'll record that for a future podcast. Thanks for being here, my friend. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. My team and I were so gratefully connected to you in this lifetime and to continue supporting you on your Fit Mother journey. This is Dr. A signing off. I'll talk to you very soon. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast.